Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Kevin Bowen is one half of the morning show on 107.5 The Fan. Kevin and Query. KB, we got a lot of stuff to get to, but let's talk some March Madness. The brackets came out yesterday, and Purdue, a number one seed, the Hoosiers, a four. Both teams play on Friday. What's your first thoughts looking at the brackets? Well, my first thought is pace yourself. Friday is St. Patrick's Day, and yeah. Purdue does not tip until uh, 6.50, and Indiana's tip is 9.55 at the earliest, so... Uh, yes, Indiana Purdue fans, watch yourself this Friday. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll start here. I think it's been an incredible season by Purdue. Um, you know, in, in Big Ten history, it's not often you see teams win the conference by three games in the regular season and then validate it with the tournament. That is very rare. And then you have to factor in as well what Purdue's expectations were entering the year. I mean, they lost the top five pick and, and a great player. Um, and Trayvon Williams as well, a couple senior starters. You know, they're one of the younger teams in major college basketball. So I know so much focus goes into March Madness, and understandably so, but still, just a hell of a season for Purdue. And then for Indiana, when you look at that draw, there are some unbelievable storylines. Um, in their first round matchup, they'll play Kent State. Kent State is coached by Rob Senderhoff. For those unfamiliar with the name, he was Kelvin Sampson's assistant here at Indiana and was probably the spearheader of the phone calls that got the Samson regime into some trouble. He resigned in October of 2007. Kelvin Samson resigned a few months later. And if you make it to the Sweet 16, the one seed is Houston, coached by Kelvin Samson. (laughs) So uh, off the floor, you've got a lot of storylines around IU. Um, If you look at their little kind of mini region, Miami, the team they can play in the second round, they're a little banged up. Houston's a little bit banged up. So I think for Purdue, their uh, difficult matchup might come in the second round with Memphis. For Indiana, I think one of their tougher matchups could be early on where some teams are a little banged up in the later rounds. Hey, how would you assess IU's uh, college basketball season uh, as a whole? I, like I was, Of course, the Hoosiers let me down, and we didn't get an IU-Purdue matchup in the Big Ten tournament. I was so annoyed by that. I was like... Just like the Hoosiers to do something like that. What did you think of uh, IU season? I know it's just wild, Nige, to think that those teams have only met one time in the Big Ten tournament, and that was in the first ever Big Ten tournament yeah. back in '98. Uh, I mean, I I think to summarize it, it'd be a roller coaster. You know, so much you know hype early on in the season. You know, obviously, you had some injuries in December, and then that really poor stretch in the Big Ten and losing to Northwestern and Iowa and Penn State and really struggling on the defensive end of the floor. Obviously, you had the highs of sleep in Purdue. In the Big Ten tournament, you felt like from a bracket standpoint, it was kind of made for you to potentially get on a run, and, and you lose to Penn State in the semifinal. Um, you know, at the start of the year, if you were told IU fans you would be a four seed, I, I, I think that probably fits a little bit of their preseason ranking. Um, again, you know, some real big highs, some real big lows. I still think you've got to get to the second weekend to feel like really good about this season, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. And then I feel like you also have to acknowledge, and this is a question I was thinking about on our morning show, you know, who has more pressure on them entering this tournament? Is it Purdue or is it Indiana? 
Mm. Purdue's the one seed, so the, the the common phrase would be Purdue, and then when you consider that you know they haven't had great tournament success, you know, as those high seeds, particularly the second weekend under Matt Painter, you, you would quickly say Purdue. But then when you flash back to preseason expectations, you know, you'd be stunned if you thought Purdue was going to be a one seed. IU, you would thought if anything, they could maybe be one of the top seeds. And Indiana, in all likelihood, they're going to lose their two best players, and Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino, whereas Purdue, you know, none of their starters are are seniors. So I, it's interesting how you view both of these seasons in Bloomington and West Lafayette. So let's look at the actual matchups and brackets here. Let's start with Purdue, KB. Listen, they were a number one team in America for a big chunk of this season. They've got probably the player of the year. If he hasn't been named that, uh, he soon will be in Zach Eady. But, man, I don't think the committee did them a lot of favors. That's a real tough region that they're in. Yeah, and honestly, I think the toughest part is round two. I mean, if you look at Memphis or Florida Atlantic, those are the two teams they would play. Let's start with Memphis. Um, They are a team that just beat Houston over the weekend, who's the number one seed. I know Houston didn't have their best player, um, but Penny Hardaway is the coach of Memphis. I think that's a name that will resonate with a lot of people. Very athletic team. They've got a guard that can fill it up. Um, and, and I, I just feel like that is a matchup that could give Purdue a little bit of trouble, particularly if they're committed to, you know, pressing Purdue, which we saw late in those Big Ten games. Things get very interesting with them if they do commit to a little bit of that. And then Florida Atlantic actually has a seven-one, two hundred and forty-pound center, which you know, from a Zach Heady matchup, that would be something that I think would be fun to see. They're also coached by Dusty May, who went to IU and, and was a Bob Knight manager back in the day. Um, so I think that second-round matchup is a little bit more difficult. I actually think the, the higher seeds in the bracket, I mean, they've already beaten Duke. They've already beaten Marquette. Marquette is the two-seed, and it's in New York. I, I thought there was a chance they would get sent to Las Vegas. So the fact that Purdue, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, would be in New York, I think that's advantageous to them. Um, if you look at Indiana, I, I, I'm going to start with Kent State. I, I know a lot of people might not know a whole lot about them, but Again, as much as you can certainly make jokes and, and the headlines are there off the court when playing Rob Senderhoff, the fact that he is a Kelvin Sampson former assistant, you know those Sampson teams get after other people on the defensive end of the floor. Kent State lost three games in the non-conference. Two of those were at Gonzaga and at Houston, two very good teams. They had the lead late in both of those games. So this is a team that's been tested away from home. Um, I use, I think, favored by four or five early on. So I think that is one that honestly stands out to me a little bit more than just, you know, Miami potentially in the second round, Houston down the road. There are some injuries there. I think for Indiana, it's, it's very important just to look at that first game and realize four versus 13, don't just pencil that in into IU automatically advancing. A couple more things here before we let you go, KB. I want to shift gears to the Colts. So, Over the last couple days, we've seen the Carolina Panthers make that trade with the Bears to jump up to number one, which means if you're the Colts, at the best, you're getting the third best quarterback available, maybe the fourth, depending on what happens with Arizona. So what do the Colts do here? Do they stay where they're at and just take the quarterback that falls in their lap? Do they try to make a move for Lamar Jackson? What are you hearing? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Lamar Jackson move. To me, this is a guy who's missed nine games each of, or combined the last two seasons. Um, I think naturally his game will deteriorate a bit um, from the MVP level that he's been at. And, and I just, 
the injuries concern made the guaranteed money. You'd also have to give up two first-round picks for him, and you're paying him that money into his 30s. And, again, I just don't think he'll be the same player three or four years down the road, and health is a big factor into that. Uh, you know, what you saw with Carolina moving up to one, I think the concern there is you have a quarterback-needy team now above you, along with Houston. Houston has a second pick, whereas Chicago, who had the first pick, they weren't a quarterback-needy team. So what happened with that trade on Friday is you've just lost a little bit more control and a little bit of other teams now are going to decide who's available for you. If I'm the Colts at four, I trade up with Arizona as soon as possible because I want to be – I want to gain a little bit of control back. Or if for some reason you don't fall in love with one of those quarterbacks, now you're in control to where you can field calls of teams that might trade up with you and other teams that might fall in love with the quarterback here in the next few weeks, next month. Now you're in a position to where you've moved higher in the draft. You can hear him every Monday through Friday, 107.5 The Fan. It's the Kevin and Query Show. He is Kevin Bowen. KB, thank you. Thanks, KB. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.